1: Welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Wednesday, March 3rd, and today we've got a double dose of guests. We've got our normal Wednesday guest, Dean I. Pietro from Channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh. But now we also have Joshua Axelrod from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on to join him. He's a younger guy who's followed the Steelers his whole life, from Pittsburgh, like myself, and Dean's, you know, of the older generation. I think it's going to be an interesting clash of opinions. We're going to talk about Steelers, leadership, who's the face of the defense, who's the face of the offense, what can that mean for the future of this franchise in both units. All that and more right here today on the show which, of course, you can subscribe to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com. Leave a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts to help us out and get the word out there about Locked On Steelers. Without further ado, let's get into it. So, as always on Wednesdays, we get our friend Dean Iampietro from Channel 11 coming on the show. But today, Dean's got another buddy with him today. <laughs> we got our friend Josh Axrod from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Josh... It's an dice grad, like I'm an dice grad, so we carry those connections. Uh, if, you've, if you listen to the Bag of Donuts podcast, we also had Joey Bag of Donuts on on the Monday episode this week. Uh, we, Josh and I did an episode on, on that show talking about Star Wars and Marvel and a lot of different things. So, uh, Josh, it's great to finally have you on the show here, my man.
0: Thanks. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, we, we're going to have so much more to talk about when WandaVision ends <laughs> on Friday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh so uh, my tr- trust me dean's a big one division fan we can all talk about yes. that after the show uh because yes. he, he he texts me after every episode and is like oh this means uh but anyways let's okay, get go. to act- let's get to actual Steelers talk here now i are i talked with tony serino yesterday about jj watt and him not coming to Pittsburgh and the logistics of it just wasn't going to happen money-wise when, you know, I know, you know, everyone was like, Oh, it would have been a great story, but you know, he at best, they could have signed him for about 5 million a year. He made, he's making a, like 10 million more dollars a year. It just makes the most sense. But where I think that people just look at, they looked at, Oh, well, how would he fit into the Steelers defensive scheme? They would have found a place for that. I think one of the bigger things that didn't happen with, with him signing with the Steelers is you bring a presence like that into the locker room at J.J. Watt, who has literally been like Captain America, you know, the guy that was on the face of the league for quite, for quite some time when he kept winning defensive player of the year, you bring in a guy like that into your locker room. It adds a new leadership presence, a new tone presence. And I, I think that would have shook up quite a few things while the Steelers are in this, odd transition of Marquis Pouncey's retiring Ben's going to be gone soon and there's a lot of young defensive players who might become the face of the team Juju is you know waiting to see what happens in free agency and he's he's been a big spokesperson for the team I wanted to get a chance to add, start I'll start with Josh where do you see when you think about the Steelers you, you know you're from Pittsburgh who do you see as like the guy that as at the center of the team right now that you're like that that identifies for me what the Steelers are
0: the name that pops into my head immediately is Cam Hayward. Mm. He's he's the guy who's always out there uh, at press conferences, speaking his mind, keeping people accountable. Uh, I will never forget him being out there in the community after the Tree of Life shooting, and that yeah. Squirrel Hill resident who really took it upon himself to be a voice for the team uh, as they were experiencing the same tragedy the city was. And Cam just seems to be the most steady presence on the team. Like they finally got his contract done last year, so. We don't have to super worry about him going anywhere anytime soon. If all goes well, he's consistently good. So no one ever questions his value as a player. And again, he just seems to, he also has that other Pittsburgh connection obviously with his dad. Mm -hmm. So he's just the most true blue Steeler. I think we have at the moment. And I mean, there's certainly other guys who are in that conversation, but for me, I, I think it's, Honestly, yeah, I would say Cam even more so than Ben, I would say, is, re- is the real heart and soul leadership of the team right now.
2: Cam is the identity. There you go. He
0: is the identity,
2: without question. And he's the identity that the Pittsburgh fan will identify with because they still identify the Steelers as, and the city as, as blue-collar, even though the city is much more white-collar than it was <laughs> back in the heyday of the 70s. Facts. <clears throat> but Cam Hayward is that guy. You know, Cam Hayward is that guy that they look at and go, that's, that's the toughest nails guy. That's the guy who's going to come out and tell you he's pissed after a loss. And, you know, he's the one that, that holds the, 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 the look, it's like he holds the glue together. So that's where, and, and by the way, I'm, I've, I've been in mourning all week because we don't have Wattsburg. I had the trademark for it. I was going to sell <laughs> all the shirts, now, come Mike on, guys. On that was never happening. That was never happening. And we don't need JJ Watt on the team. And, and actually, the defense doesn't need more leadership because TJ Watt is also filling that role a good bit. The first guy sitting down before Mike Tomlin, before anybody else in those post game news conferences has more often than not been TJ Watt, win or lose, and facing the music. And so that's another kind of sign of leadership and accountability that you don't have that problem on defense where you have that problem right now is on the offense.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And I, that's where the, there needs to be leadership stepping up.
1: I, I agree. There needs to be a, a sense of leadership from the offense. I mean, right now the only vets who have been around long enough that are still on the roster officially are Ben and DiCastro. Um, and, and to me, DeCastro's always been one of those quiet leaders. Like he just, he do, he's like Heath Miller. He just does his job and he's there. And you can you know that every week he's going to be there. Uh, but but you're right about Cam Hayward and you're right about TJ Watt. You know, Cam for years has been that guy who he he was the first guy to the podium and he would take the tone. I still remember my first it was the first time I covered a Steelers loss, and I was at the stadium and they played the Bears. And when they when they played the they they played the Bears, they lost, and they were still mad about Villanueva selling them out with the with the anthem thing. And um, and you know, he was and, and as I'm going into the locker room. I'm looking to talk to defensive players and I see cam right there. And like, no one's talking to him yet, but his fists are just balled up and his (laughs) face is beat red. And he's just, (sighs) he's breathing like that. And I'm sitting there like, Oh gosh. And then DK is like, go get him!" And he just pushed me in his direction. And so I'm I'm like, Oh gosh. So then I'm like, uh, uh, cam, uh, you got a sec and cam Hayward with all that anger and rage that he had about that game that they just lost in overtime. He says, (sighs) What's your question? And then he answered everything without a single like word or a cuss word or angry he didn't raise his voice at me. He answered all the questions like a leader would. And, and that's, I agree with both of you. Cam is that guy. He's been that guy. And he's also the guy that, that, cause it's important to have that off the field, but it's also important to be the guy on the field who, when, things go down Cam Hayward's right at the front of the line like nope this is stopping right here right now like when Mike Munchak got knocked over by Drake Kirkpatrick or whoever it was that knocked him over in that Bengals game and and the Bengals guy guy, like stood over Mike Munchak and Cam Hayward got in between and said back up uh you know and, and I and the guy immediately ran away when Cam got there that's the kind of guy that you want on your team definitely and to me I I used to say this as a kid growing up who was my Mr. Steeler who was my Mr. Steeler? The guy that when you look to not just not just the best player, because best players, like Antonio Brown was always the best Steeler on the team when he was in the roster, but he was never Mr. Steeler. He didn't define oh, no. the black and gold, right? The he less, was Mr.
0: Big Chest. Come the on. Less, the less said about that, the better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he was Mr. Big Chest. But but like for me, like for like when I was when I was a kid, like my first Mr. Steeler that I when I was like thinking in that way was Heinz Ward, you know, mm-hmm. always smiling, hitting people making plays and being a leader and challenging himself and challenging others. Then I thought, uh, and I thought that at times you can have a guy like Jerome Bettis is a Mr. Steeler. Uh, Heath Miller is a is a Mr. Steeler. James Ferrier is a Mr. Mr. Steeler. And right now, I think that Cam has been that kind of guy for the, for the Steelers. But I also think that there are other guys working themselves in that, into that conversation. Uh, one, Joe Hayden, though he you know, was a Brown for most of his career, He has been a quiet leader and a good player in the the time that he's been here, and I I think that he's another guy that you look at and say he's another leader that you could point to in the locker room. Can I throw another another,
2: defensive leader?
1: Can I throw another another name? Yeah, go ahead, Josh.
0: Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no, uh, Vince Williams. I feel like has to be in this conversation too. Hmm. I didn't realize. So I I interviewed Ryan Clark uh, the other week because Mm -hmm. he was getting his extension at ESPN. Uh, Awesome, but. He mentioned that he played on the team. He and Vince Williams, uh, their their times coincided. I didn't realize Vince Williams had been a Stealer for this long. Yeah, he is. He is he. A, he might be the longest tenured Stealer besides Ben at this point.
1: Uh, but so, so after Cam, he is the only, he is the longest tenured Stealer on the defense after Cam Hayward.
0: There we go. Then yeah, no. His I think his voice really carries a lot of weight. Um, he was out there talking about the effects of COVID had on him this summer, which mm-hmm. I many football players aren't willing to discuss. And I thought that was really brave. I dude's just always out there and it's always the other linebacker spot that seems to be volatile. while his seems to be pretty solid. So I don't know. I I, I think, again, this is just underscoring how much, much leadership there is on the defense and how little there is on the offense. But I I just, I just wanted to shout Vince Williams out because I think his, I think that's an important name to remember in terms of, who the faces of the franchise have been for a while and who the Steelers we've, we've learned that we can count on the most are.
1: Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. We're not done with the discussion. We're going right back to it. We just got to get to a message from our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. The only place that we trust here in the lockdown podcast network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, On, All capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with D9Pietro and Josh Axelrod. Now, again, we're talking about leadership. And Josh, you brought up a very interesting component with Vince Williams because Vince Williams, to me, he he's a guy who's earned his stripes. And I remember reading a piece about him on DKPittsburghSports.com years ago where he talked about how before Ryan Shazier was even hurt, he said, that guy's my brother because when he got drafted, and Ryan Shazier was drafted, I believe, in 2014, so... And I think that was one year after Vince Williams had come in. He filled in as a six round rookie and stepped up and played well at inside linebacker. And he took it personal when they drafted Ryan Sheezy right behind him. And he said, you know, I went to, I went to off season workouts with him and I was like determined every day to beat this guy. Cause I figured he's going to be this, this, this self-entitled jerk who thinks everything should be handled, handed to him. But then he said every day, he just saw Ryan, you know, getting there before him and then, and working hard. And he was like, that's when I knew that dude was real. And then their bond was real. And I I remember the night when Shazier got paralyzed in Cincinnati and Vince, you know, the whole team took it hard. But Vince was like, I can't talk about this because that's my I don't know how he is. And I think that sense of leadership in that moment, but also leadership and how, like you said, he's never been the best player on the defense. He's never been close to being the best player on the defense, but he's been a consistent piece where technically his style of linebacker is even going out of fashion in the NFL. But they can't let him go because of how important he's become.
2: I honestly, I I kind of disagree on him. I don't like to me, there's just an intangible. When you look at a guy and you listen to a guy and you watch a guy, um, he's a leader. He's not really a leader. And it's not a disparaging thing to Vince Williams. I just don't see him as uh, someone who's leadership. I see he has tenure. Mm, Right. And that carries weight. But I still think the leadership is Hayward and Watt. And, oh, and that's where, and that's where it stops. And I and in terms of over and Hayden's maybe a third. Yeah. Be, but they have that intangible it factor when you see them and you know, well, this guy is a leader.
1: Right. I don't
2: I don't see that with Vince. Okay. I think there's too many inconsistencies with Vince's uh, attitude at times. Hmm. Um, right. and and so I don't see him as a concrete complete leader.
1: Well, no, um, for, I, I, on the defense. Agree. I, I agree. as a con, like a, like like the guy who's at the top of the food chain. But when I when I uh, sometimes you don't have to lead in the front. You can be a leader amongst the troops. Like you can be the guy. Like you got your generals, you got your colonels, and then you got your lieutenants who are leading the troops in the battle yeah. and being. He with may them. be a
2: lieutenant. He right. could be a and, lieutenant,
1: and, and I think yeah. he's earned that place yeah. in the Steelers. And, and I think it's very interesting, Josh. That you, you bring up Ryan Clark because Ryan Clark, to me, he was he was never the face of the defense but he was a veteran presence who was consistent and who you wanted to keep in the locker room because he could keep everyone else in check and be part of that positive environment. I do agree. Dean Vince gets kind of, kind of, kind of wild and out there sometimes. And that's just who he is. This is, I mean, just with me alone, like Vince can be a prankster, Uh, like there was one time I was at training camp and he looked at me and he was like, Are those jorts? And I said, No, they're not George. He said, Those look like jorts. I'm like, No, they're just blue shorts. And he's just like, He was trying to give me hell. He's like, Bro, you know, jorts is like out of fashion. Like, only I only wear that when I'm pretending to be stone cold. I'm like, Why are you trying to put me out there, Vince? And like, everyone starts laughing. And I'm like, But that's the kind of prankster he is. He he makes those kind of jokes with everybody and he he says, But but you're right, I don't think he's that level, but still. I think that it's important to have other guys on your roster. And again, like a David DiCastro who may not be the, the voice in the face in the locker room that says, you know, the buck stops here and, and, and speaks out for everyone, but he's the guy that's that, that when the person who does says that he's the first person in the line that says, that's right. You better listen to this guy over here.
2: Yeah. And you get that sense when, when those people talk in the locker room after the game and you can sense what, what, what they have, what they are, what they mean to their teammates. And that's why I'm still more concerned about the offense. The offense, right. I'm sorry, the offense has no leadership. And don't tell me that Ben Roethlisberger is a leader because I don't agree.
0: I don't disagree, sadly. Uh, <laughs> I think, I, so I, I guess Ben goes against my tenure argument for Vince Williams in terms of <laughs> how question. much tenure really matters. Uh, I, I'll just defend my Vince, my Vince thing just by, just by saying that I... I, I think that kind of energy that you guys were describing is important for a team. Yes. Keeping it light on occasion and still going out there and performing at your high, at your highest level when, when you're asked to. So I think Vince Williams is, is, I think it's, I, I think your uh, concerns about him are reasonable, but I'd still posit him as one of the Steelers, probably five best leaders or something at this point. So you'd make but, him a Colonel instead of a Lieutenant. Yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> Yeah, like if, if Cam's the general, he can be a colonel. That seems fair. <laughs> okay. um, but in terms of the offense, yeah, like there's just been so much going on with Ben over the course of the last, what, 17, 18 years that I just don't don't know how seriously people take him at this point. I, I, I have no inside information. This is just my sense from watching the team. Obviously, in terms of the running backs, James Conner is about to probably – move on to his yeah. his for future endeavors and I Lord knows who the, the leader in the running back room will become on the offensive line without Pouncey. They have the Castro. It's gonna and be Dotson.
2: It's gonna be Dotson. I would it's love to be Dotson. I'd love no, to see I, Zach
0: I'd, I'd love to see Zach Banner step up, but he's also he's also, he's certainly outspoken enough to do it. So mm-hmm. and he's also been out there in the community in the same way Cam has been a lot. Right. But, right so that would be awesome. And then god i is it time to get into the receivers because without juju there's absolutely no leadership there and the only leadership i can think of drops a lot of balls
1: <laughs> with juju
0: was their leadership in there See,
1: that, that that's what you you said that word <laughs> i saw that twitch in dean's eye that was someone who i've been waiting to get to in this show because and <sighs> I, I brought this up at the end of the tony show when i was talking about hey these are our next two guests that are coming on for, for the wednesday episode but josh is part of my generation of watching the Steelers and growing up in Pittsburgh. Dean's part of the older generation. Like Dean grew up with the 70 Steelers. So mm-hmm. like he's seen, he's seen the gamut of things. Now there are, I'd say that the concentration of younger Steelers fans are bigger, I guess, supporters and understand uh, people who are behind Juju Smith Schuster as being a player uh, for the Steelers and people of the older generations are usually like, I don't know. I think he does a little too much, too much yapping. Now, for me, I've said this whole time, I think that he's a valuable member of the Steelers right now. And if circumstances were were golden and you could just sign anybody to whatever, yes, keep him on. My, my only issue with him staying with the Steelers is that they, they have three other young receivers on the roster. Juju could command as much as 15 to $16 million a year. That would tank the rest of the salary cap space that they could make right now in this offseason and prevent them from signing other key pieces in, in, for depth in other areas. So that's my only argument against having Juju. I think that Juju isn't a, I don't think he's a, even a future. Like he's, we all forget he's 24 years old. A lot, a lot of rookies come into, come into the league at that age. Um, but when I look at Juju, I don't see him being the general on a team, but I see him being a Lieutenant because he's still a guy. He puts his nose in into the pile you know how many times whether was, was there a crucial fumble by Benny Snell or Deontay Johnson or even James Connor this year and you saw Juju jump in the pile and save the Steelers but uh, you know, in the Giants game and in whatever. I think the Broncos game, he did the same thing. A few other games, he did that. And, and again, even when he was a rookie and he was just the, the guy who was just the, the young, fun kid, he was the, he ended Vontez Perfect. We never heard of Vontez Perfect after he put him on his back and stood over him and said, don't ever do that again. And that and Vontez Berfeck for years terrorized this organization. James Harrison couldn't couldn't get him to shut up. Vince Williams couldn't get him to shut up. Ramon Foster to David DeCastro. It was Juju who buried that man. And after that, Vontez Berfe never was an issue for the Steelers <laughs> again. I mean, and that doesn't make him a, a you know a super leader or anything, but I do think he does bring a, a certain value to your locker room here. Dean, I know you got something to say here about well. Juju. He has
2: value in the locker room, he has value for the team. He's not a number one receiver. He is not a number one receiver. And he's just, Im- 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 he's just immature in-, in terms of being a leader. Now, now just because I'm old school too and Josh doesn't know me that well doesn't mean I'm like, okay, well, boomer. Chuck Knoll's way is the only way. No, okay, I'm not boomer. like that. Okay. I'm <laughs> we'll oh, wow. Wow. I'm Gen X. <laughs> we just got, we just got, Come okay, moving on the show. No. I'm Gen X. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you say so, man, I don't know you that well. <laughs>
1: So i was like whoa 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 we're throwing bombs all right all right I, wait, wait wait before this hear. gets worse i got i got i'm going to throw a commercial break we're coming right back to this moment where we're talking about this but, uh, but first you gotta hear this message from Bill bar it's about to get dicey you need a snack that's gonna both help you get through the rest of your day but also be good for you That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's lockedon two zero, All capital letters and all one word. And you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Locked on Steelers. I'm your host Chris Carter here with Dean and Pietro and John, Ash- Josh Ash- Axelrod. Excuse Jesus. me, Josh. Um, but Josh, you just threw down the hammer of, of saying "Okay, Boomer" to Dean while he was talking, and Dean had to let you know, "Hey, I'm Gen X. You know, I, I'm not. I I'm officially out, out of that uh, that situation." <laughs> but this is why I thought it'd be very interesting to have both of you on the show at the same time because Dean's perspective of who Juju is to what the Steelers need is different than what. than than, than what Josh's is. And I think it's the same reason why you see a lot more of the Mark Madden's out there trying to call out Juju every day and a lot more of the younger generation, like Brian Batko, the Post Gazette, who's kind of just like, he's not doing anything wrong. And and I still maintain this all the hoopla about Juju Juju and TikTok and saying it's his fault that the bills were, were hyped up. That, that was, that was nonsense from the go. It was stuff to distract from the fact that Ben Roethlisberger was playing poorly and in horribly at that time and everyone who said oh this is every second wasted about that ignored the fact that there were wide receivers open including Juju that was that, that were being ignored in the game plan that could have won the Steelers those games and put them in a better position in the playoffs to not be in the situation that they were in um but but Josh I saw you you wanted to 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 go in on your point about why why you feel different about Juju's situation.
0: Yeah, so I, I mean, I'll ju- I'll just say off the top that I, I love Juju. I think his presence is a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I am a staunch Juju. I'm a staunch supporter of fu- of fun being a thing in sports, and I think Juju embodies that more than anyone else for the Steelers. But just in terms of, so I I, I will say I there was a little bit of immaturity on display this season from him, and I think that's yeah, a fa- sure. I think that I think that's a fair thing to say. Okay, and i deserve that that's fine uh i think the dancing on the logos was just disrespectful and he had to be talked to about that i think that's 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 the where the immaturity came into play and i'm perfectly fine with people uh knocking him for that in terms of everything else he does i mean again i keep i keep harping on this he does so much good around this city every and you, you could say that, oh, you, we, he, we, only, we know about it so much. And he's really only doing it to promote his brand. The man, like, he's around the city giving, like, food, food to kids who need it and donating money, putting, putting, his, putting his influence where his mouth is worth. And I think, I think he doesn't get enough credit for that. And in terms of on the field, I mean, we were talking about Heinz Ward earlier. And this isn't an original point for me, but he was playing a lot like Heinz Ward was this year. Doing all the dirty work, getting those tough yards and doing everything you expect from a hard-nosed Steelers receiver. I don't necessarily think he's a number one either, for the record. I think in an ideal world, if, we, if money wasn't an object, we keep Juju and we groom Deontay and or Claypool to be, it, to be a number one. But I just don't see his behavior as being a detriment to his ability to contribute to this team because we've already kind of dealt with the worst of it. And the worst of it was just dancing. And I don't, th- I don't, I don't see him going down Antonio Brown Road. Let me just, just put it that way.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, filling out my AARP application. <laughs> As you should. Um, be. As you. And-
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just say, Dean and I just met. So we- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, This is yeah. Uh, It's it's going well. And I'm be- um, I'm being very bold right now. We're. Uh- <laughs>
2: We're, we're definitely going to get together and have drinks. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm in. Post-pandemic, I'm in. Um, no, I, um, I'm not of the, uh, you know, don't have any fun. In fact, I don't think there's enough fun in, in football, truthfully. Um, the, Juju is not a number one receiver, pure and simple. And I think that people view signing him and the money that he's going to command in that vein and so he doesn't deserve that kind of money. In terms of his, yeah, I hate to use the word antics, but it's it's not antics. I mean, he's he's a fun kid. He is Im- he is immature. He's still mm-hmm. maturing. He is 24. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not 28, 29, 30, and doing all these things. So I don't have a problem with his TikTok stuff. With relating to a younger audience, keeping a younger audience engaged in the Steelers. I have no problem with that. However, I also don't think then that qualifies him to be a leader on the team. And I don't view him as a leader on the offense. I view him as someone who's there having fun. He does though, put in the work and get the job done. And, and like Josh said, I mean, some of the blocks that he was delivering, he played a, in some of the hits he would dish out yeah. while getting tackled. He played a physical game. And okay. see, that's, and that's That's good. That's valuable. That I is remember reading absolutely a, valuable.
0: I remember reading a profile of him, I think, that Bleacher Report did a few years ago where he was talking about how he reveled in the violence of, uh, <laughs> of playing receiver, which I've never heard another receiver say before. And that's just always stuck with me in the term – just, just, just on the field, I know Juju is, is looking for it at all times. And I think that's, that's very Steelers football. So I, It so is. So, yeah. When I say leadership, I think, he, I think he's another one who kind of exemplifies what many people think of as Steelers football, even if they don't like his off-the-field stuff. Right. but he, And even if you don't you – know, you don't have to be a leader. He doesn't have
2: to be the leader. He doesn't have to be the wide receiver leader. Right.
0: No, Who says he, he
2: has to be to be a valuable part of the organization? He is a valuable part of the organization. I do think that the, uh, the real boomers criticisms <laughs> of Juju have gone too far. And, and it's just criticizing him to criticizing him. And they, and they don't want any young kid having fun. And that's ridiculous because you can't have fun and still be about your business in, during the week of practice and on the field on Sunday you can do both. So they're, they're not mutually exclusive and to, to think so. And especially in this day and time would be absolutely ridiculous. And I would have to just sign my ARP card and just quit at that point and, and, and not play anymore. But that said, he, I think he views himself as a number one. And I think someone's going to pay him close to number one dollars and the Steelers can't do that. They just cannot do
1: that. I think that, uh, that makes me sad. I think, yeah, I just think that's again, that's why I don't think he's coming back this year. The only way is if he if he took a discount and he was like, hey, I just want to play with Ben for his final Mm -hmm. year, or I think that this team's going somewhere. Or maybe that if I take a low number this year, they'll give me a big deal next year, something along those lines. But I I think the juju if he was a team's number one receiver, not saying he's like, you know, the, you know, the number one receiver in the league. I'm saying if he was a team's number one, he would be a number one the way Hines Ward was the Steelers' number one for several years. Was that, you know, Hines Ward, like Dean, you were just talking about last week, Hines Ward's not a Hall of Famer but he was a hall of honor type of player because he carried yeah. the receiving core and he helped rebuild it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. in the, in the early two thousands, you know, or the late nineties, when he, when he came to the team, you know, Charles Johnson didn't work out. Troy Edwards didn't work out. They drafted Plexico Burris and He looked like iffy at first, uh, but he set the tone for what the receiver room should be. And I, I think Juju does a lot of that. Like, he's never the fastest. He's never the quickest. He's never the tallest. But he just finds a way to make it happen. He still finished in the top 10 in receptions this year um, and, and and working his butt off. I, I also think that he was misused quite a bit this year by Randy Feigner when he would keep having him run those shallow crossing patterns. And I think part of that's because for juju to succeed in an offense he needs to be on a running team that then they go to when they go to the air he's taking on -on one-on-ones and he's destroying people and that's where i think he could be a one in that sense and i I said this about jj watt um and we found out after the fact also i think it's hilarious that we found out after the fact jj watt took less money to go to the cardinals than offers that were made by the colts the titans and get this the browns um (laughs) So funny stuff there, but the, the Colts, I think would be a perfect team for Juju. He'd get Carson Wentz. They have a strong offensive line. They have a run game that they're trying to build behind Jonathan Taylor. They just lost um, T Y Hilton. He's going to free agency. They've got a young USC receiver with him in Michael Pittman that I think that would be a prime destination for him to be able to show, Hey, I'm still a a very good to great player in this league. And I can, I'm still on my way up here. Um, and, and that's a team that has all the bank and free agency to pay people right now. So I mean, that's another place that I'm looking to for a destination for Juju. But, but it's back to being le- leadership talking. Who the Steelers need? I agree um, that Juju isn't the guy you want being the the face that controlled that that that, that controls the conversation in the locker room. Dotson may become that. We we see his demeanor. I think that he has a potential to become that. But I think that they also, they need to find a guy. Chase Claypool may become that at some point in time. I like his demeanor on the field whenever, like like when he made a play or when he didn't make a play, I liked how he always kept his head in the game and he fought that way. But they need, and this may be who they end up drafting this year, maybe two players. They need to get an offensive lineman who can, you know, have the room around him like that, and they need a running back who I think commands that commands that kind of attention um, and that respect around the room. Because, and I think that's why a, a lot of people are hyping Najee Harris, not just because he knows how to play running back, but because he was on Alabama and he commanded that team's respect.
2: But unless you have someone blocking for him.
1: No, still, you got to get the line to help with that too yeah. and i think that's why you you need to go get <clears throat> if you can you know landon dickerson he's a good leader but you know he's always hurt you know you at the center position um you know and you you look around you're looking for you want some guy that can galvanize your troops on the offensive line and play with Dotson and and, and help with that but I, finding more guys who, over the next four or five years, who can step up and say, "Like we're getting this job done right here and right now," and people are like, "We're getting behind him." The way that the Steelers got behind Joey Porter when he said, "We're doing this for the bus in the in the Super Bowl Forty run." Um, the way that you know, the way that you know James Harrison was just this feared man who everyone got behind in the in the late two thousands. Because um, even with Troy Polamalu, who's another Mister Steeler, Troy Polamalu wasn't a vocal leader. He was just, let's get this done, and I think that's something. Again, there's different levels of leadership that goes yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. I'm just interested, who can become that for the offense?
0: It's got to be Deontay, in my mind. Really? in that. my mind, it absolutely has to be Deontay Johnson. He's, okay. the, I mean, he's the most talented player on the offense right now, besides DeCastro. De I mean, he's got that upside. That I mean, I've been I was saying all last season that. The Steelers, if Deontay Johnson is playing the way he is capable of, the Steelers are damn near unbeatable. Like the dude is the dude knows how to run routes. He's fast, and if he is actually complete completing yeah. uh, catches, mm-hmm. I, he goes for ridiculous numbers, and he's damn near unguardable. Now he clearly gets into funks way too often. Yes, and he's inconsistent, and someone just needs to put like something sticky on his hands at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but he's the best offensive player. He's the best skills position offensive player the Steelers have. And I mean, I think talent talks in terms of who can be a leader in the locker room. That's not always the case. But in this case, without many tenured people on the offense, I think it's got to be the most talented guy. And so I would love to see Deontay step up. I don't know him as, I don't know anything about his personality. I'll say Mm -hmm. that. He just, just in terms of what I see on the field, he's the one who would make, I would feel the. I would feel the best about the Steelers going forward. If it started being reported that Deontay was really like becoming more vocal and galvanizing his troops more, that would, if he was becoming a general, that would make me the happiest. And that probably
2: can only happen. And you know, I know, you, and it's going to hurt your feelings a little, Josh, but if Juju's gone.
0: Oh I, I, oh, yeah. That I'm, can I'm only happen about, if that way. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking about, I'm assuming Juju's gone in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's
2: that would be great to see. Honestly, that would be fantastic because you know right now they are devoid of strong leaders on the offensive side of the ball. But as Chris and I say, trust Kevin Colbert. Josh, did you know that Chris is the Kevin Colbert of
1: podcasts?
0: Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or not right now. It well, is a good a, thing. A it's great a great thing. thing. Are, you talking, Actually, are,
1: you, yeah. are you disrespecting the name of Kevin Colbert on this show? Are, by the are way, way, I, you doing I, that, I, Josh? And I, no, I get these no, special
2: – I get the special guest star
0: credit line.
2: Yes. By the way, yes. on the video version of this, which That's doesn't fine. exist.
0: That's fine. I get so. the fe- I get the featured in credit. That's featured, fine. so yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do the family matters. Uh- uh, this uh, <laughs> version of this show, like Dean's the guy that comes on last at the end, where it's like and hey, featuring Dean, and he has yeah. a funny pose. I'll man. do the the turn. Yeah, this- <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, I need to go Speaking through all Vision. the zooms that I've done and see if I can make this a thing. I don't. I have zero editing skills, but I will. I need. I need to find a way. This would be great. If
2: only you knew somebody who had video editing skills. Chris. Yeah, I don't know who does
1: though. Like, <laughs> uh, hmm, anybody,
0: I wonder anybody in Pittsburgh.
1: Any anybody? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh, do you know anybody that works in television?
0: Yes, I can think of a few off the top of my head.
1: Mm. But <laughs> that one right now. but point being, <laughs> but point being, um, but I, I, I agree with the sentiment. I, Deontay would be interesting. I haven't heard or seen anything from him being the guy that vocally steps up. I have seen Chase kind of start to get that kind of attention um, as far as like the respect from the veterans and how he approaches to everything. Um, so that's why I brought, I brought his name up. Um, but I, I, again, I think they need a guy that that's going to help. You know, who I think could be really sneaky, important for the Steelers in the next few years. And another person who gives the Steelers the room to not have to sign Juju James Washington. He is because he is very similar to, to, to Juju in that he goes and gets combat catches. Um, he will run through the tackles. He will put his nose in the fight. He will block for you. Um, he doesn't have the big blow em up blocks that everyone remembers. But if you look at film, there's several times he yeah. closes on somebody and he gets mm-hmm. them out of the way. He's good at. that. He's bigger bodied. Um, he's really strong. He don't and and for all those who hate talkers and, and guys that are on tape, he does he does none of that. He's a farm boy that you know that that developed that developed himself into a wide receiver. And he doesn't have the numbers that Juju has. I, I think that James Washington would be a perfect candidate. Next year, when his contract is up, so after this next season, Steelers say, Hey, we'll keep you around for a three years, you know, five million dollar a year contract because you're not going to get super paid to be a number one anywhere. Really, who's going to pay you to be number two? We keep you around here, and then whether they choose to go with Deontay andor Chase Claypool andor whoever they draft next, Washington can be that sort of guy that's the quiet head in the locker room that says, Guys, let's get it together he could be one of those lieutenant type of guys just with the demeanor that I see him have on the field.
2: I could see that. And again, I would love to see that. I, I want to see offensive leaders, leadership emerge so badly on this team.
1: Final question here. Can an offensive leader emerge as long as Ben Roethlisberger's in the locker room? And they, they like, cause there's that sense that I can't step over <clears throat> Ben and out leader him while he's the quarterback and the guy that's supposed to be the center. Of, is that an impediment that you think ha- is in the way now and may maybe has been in the way for the past four or five years? Yes.
0: I do think it's fascinating that we just spent almost an hour talking about leadership on the Steelers. And we just glossed over their quarterback of 18 years. I and that tells that, you
2: everything. I think, I think that, that says a, says a lot. lot.
0: Hmm? I unfortunately think that might be the case because, again, he's supposed to be the leader. But a lot of people just don't view him that way. And certainly a lot of Steelers fans don't view him that way. I mean, I, 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 he's got the relationship with Tomlin, I guess. That's really the main thing he, Ben has going for him in terms of his leadership. And also, of course, when we talk about leadership, we haven't mentioned the coaches at all who are well, the, literal, uh, the literal leaders. Well, but they're not, supposed to be that's the leaders. That's different, right.
1: Yeah, that, 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 yeah that, I, That's I, I different.
0: I know. Well, in terms, in terms of players, then, I mean, it certainly isn't going to be Mason. That's that's odd. <laughs> that's
2: that's here's that's here's, here's why Ben's not a leader. Here's why Ben's not a leader. Is he there on Wednesdays when he's not practicing? Mm-hmm. Good question. Good question. Is he there? And I if he's not, sometimes honest,
1: he is. I think okay, sometimes so even
2: even sometimes he should be there talking to Mason, yep. talking to Josh, talking to the receivers, talking to the running backs, talking to the line. Running, he his should show. be there coaching even if he's resting his arm and not throwing. He should be there leading. That's a leader. When, That's why he's
1: not. When Emmanuel Sanders left the Steelers in 2013, I think it was, or 20, whenever he went to the Broncos, he said he immediately said, and not as a diss at Ben, but he was like, "I've never seen this kind of leadership before." When he was talking about Peyton Manning, and I did not like this guy is on another level. And immediately, like you know, people the the, the Ben defenders like, "Oh, he's dissing Ben." I'm like, no, he's just pointing out things are different when you go to other other quarter, you know, number one elite Hall of Fame quarterbacks and how they run their systems. And Ben's great for what he does. Ben 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 is a big body dude. Who's gotten away from more sacks than Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. But when you compare that to the other skills that they bring and part of this, their leadership factor, that's where we're talking about. I think that he, that he lacks in this situation and why I think it's tough for the Steelers to develop offensive leadership because when you have that guy, if you outshine him, it's, it, it creates a weird, there's an elephant in the room immediately when that starts Mm -hmm. to happen. I, I think, you know, you know, when you look at how Ben handled, how he pressed certain guys, like I always noticed in training camp, when he would be working with guys, he would really press Eli Rogers. He would really press Ryan Switzer, but I'd never see him press Antonio. I'd never see him press, you know, Juju is like rookies. He would, he would kind of have that impact on, but I I always saw him kind of like get harder on the guys that he knew wouldn't push back enough in those moments. And sometimes I wonder, was that because he, he was like, you know what? I'm going to just let them be them. And we're just going to talk on a, on this level here and not and not go to this extra level where I'm saying this is my offense. The way that Tom Brady, when things ain't going right on his team, you see him screaming at the linemen and saying, do this, do that. You know, he's he's not as demonstrative with, and he's, and again, he's had several key playmakers, whether it was Mike Wallace, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, you know, guys upon guys upon guys um, that, that have come in the locker room. And I haven't seen him, get in their face at least publicly the way that he would get on you know an Eli or, or a small a, a guy who is, doesn't have that kind of stature
0: he's got to play well the only way for for anyone to listen to Ben is if he actually does it on the field because the first 11 games of the season everyone I think was was thinking that Ben was going to continue to be the guy and that he was going to lead the Steelers to if not the promised land to close to it and then by the end of the season you have him actively not jumping on that football in the Browns game that went over his head. And I think that uh, that lack of hustle, I think is like the, that's, that's kind of the thing that sticks with me about Ben. He's got to make the, he's got to make the extra effort if he wants to galvanize the team around him. Otherwise I, on the field and off the field, I guess. Otherwise I just don't see it happening. And I, then, I think it's then incumbent again on, I don't even know who honestly, like it's got, I, I, I know it's a different conversation, but I think it's more incumbent on Tomlin to deal with the offense. The defense is taken care of. Tomlin and Matt Canada need to need to really be the voices that get the offense going on a but daily see, basis. This,
1: this is why I've said for a while now. I think the the, the focus of the de- the focus of the team should be this defense is elite. You protect them by running the football more, which is why they should have emphasized getting the running game together sooner than they did. Which is why I was emphasizing last year that they get either. I was pushing centers like Lloyd Cushenberry uh, from from LSU. I was pushing running backs like J.K. Dobbins, who went to the Ravens. Um, you know, I was saying they should try to get this run game together sooner because. I think Ben is the perfect complementary quarterback in the way that he was when they won their two Super Bowls with him. He wasn't ever the center of the team. He was a big name because he was a, he was a first round quarterback, but he wasn't the, the galvanizing figure in all their wins. He was a factor in them, but the defense was, was what carried those teams. I think that this team can still compete with a great defense, develop the run game and have a decently balanced offense. And when they were, when they were undefeated this year, that's what they were doing. Great defense, balanced offense. And it turned out their offense was putting up a lot of points. But we eventually saw they needed a more consistent ground game. I think if next team, if next year's team has been on it and They've brought guys into the run game and they're starting to be able to run the ball. He won't have to necessarily be as much of a leader because they know, hey, you know what? TJ's getting sacks on the other side of the ball. Joe Hayden's got the corners together. Micah Fitzpatrick, who I also think will be a great leader for this team at some point. The way that I've seen him step up in certain conversations, I think is great. I think he's another guy and Devin Bush is another guy. They have several guys who could be those guys on defense and on offense, it's just like, hey, let's get this done right here. I do agree somebody needs to step up you know, to do that, but this could be a perfect role for him to end his career.
2: Whoop, 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 boomer alert. Whoop, whoop, boomer what is alert. Happening? So <laughs> for an analogy for you, hey, I thought you were Gen X <laughs> though. That, well, this is for the boomers. I'm not going to go
0: argument there, but go ahead. <laughs> really?
2: Now, <laughs> if you compare Ben Roethlisberger to Terry Bradshaw, So Ben Roethlisberger as 74 and 75 Bradshaw, who won not on his wares, but won with a strong running game and a defense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're saying Ben won his Super Bowls that way too. So Ben as 78, 79 Bradshaw, who was more offense oriented, has never won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, Very true.
2: This has ended your whoop, whoop, boomer alert. <laughs>
1: but but Dean, that's why I, and I know I know we're running out of time, but, but I that's some that's why I always say in the Ben versus Terry debates, I always pick Terry because when the like when Ben when Ben won his first when he when ben won his two Super Bowl the defense was the dominant part where they tried to flip it to him and say hey here's the offense the, the defense has to retool for some time we're gonna get it back to being great but in the meantime here's all these amazing weapons let's see if you can lead this team to a Super Bowl he never did when that flip came for Terry because the, the the steel the steel curtain it was it lasted really through 76 and after 77 mm-hmm. it was still very good but it wasn't it the, was like the the superstar on its defense. last legs it right was, it was on the it, right yeah. And and it was it was the, the Steelers legit under Terry Bradshaw had the number one offense in the league yeah. when they were going right. to those Super Bowls. Um, and, and and that's where I think Ben d- hasn't brought through. And that's why, again, why I picked Terry Bradshaw, All you know, interception numbers be damned. I, I know people look <laughs> at that and, and overlook the fact that that was a completely different era. And, and mm-hmm. Josh, and this is where I, I this is where I kind of I break from being a millennial at times because i'm like i'm a historian my guy i watched all those old Mm. games not the, not just the john facenda nfl highlight tapes, but like you know i i've I've seen i watched them too yeah i watched them too and you watch those (laughs) two on top of them when they happen live but i've seen like the whole game
0: yeah i mean i'm not gonna pretend like i've I've crushed that much tape (laughs) <laughs> i don't i mean i i think you make valid, very valid points i think ben is probably more like physically gifted than bradshaw ever was but I, yes i'd say that yes yeah I don't, I don't think that's a hot take or anything but yeah no. Brad, but yeah i mean it, it's so hard to compare quarterback errors without quarterback friendly the modern modern bradshaw
2: is. was a leader though
0: oh, bradshaw was definitely a better leader than ben ever was yep. no, no one's gonna disagree with that
1: yeah. definitely and I think that's a that's a fine place to end this discussion, fellas. This has been awesome. I think we had, mm-hmm. we got some really cool debates and flavors. We might oh, yeah. we might make you guys a tag team moving forward. Get you guys <laughs> some more some some more age jokes in here all the time. Um, I'm is, I don't
2: mind being a tag
0: team champion too. It's
1: there, cool. you, there, there you go. There <laughs> teamwork, you go. Teamwork
0: makes a, makes a dream work, guys.
1: <laughs> 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 and uh, and uh, but but thanks again, Josh. Please let people know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work.
0: Yeah, you can catch my work uh, in the Post Gazette uh, at postgazette.com and uh, catch me on Twitter at jaxl
1: t22. And Dean same to you.
0: You
2: can find me at boomer1970 on the <laughs> Twitter. No, I'm on Twitter I'm at i am oh, dean that's you. 16. <laughs> I am dean 16 on Twitter. I'm all active in the Facebook uh, Locked On group, and you can hit me there, friend me on Facebook. However, it's it's cool. We love to talk Steelers anytime.
1: Absolutely. Do join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. You can go to Facebook, search for Locked On Steelers, ask to join the group. I'll add you as soon as possible. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Steelers show. I'm Chris Carter, the host. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Carter Critiques. You can join the Locked On Steelers group at any point in time. If you're not subscribed to Locked On Steelers, get on that. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com now, making moves here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you want to support the show more, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, Doing. Sh- doing both of those gets you a shout out at the end of the show thanks so much for listening to this great episode we're back in ears tomorrow we're doing a mailbag thursday so get your questions i'll put a i'll put a, a post on the locked on steelers facebook group all the questions put under there i'll answer as many as i can in tomorrow's show until then steelers fans